Grace to you in peace and welcome. You're listening to Second on the Mount, a podcast of sermons from Second Presbyterian Church in beautiful Roanoke, Virginia. My name is Ben Brannan, Associate Pastor for Youth and Young Adults. And each week it is our hope that from the pulpit, God will twist and mold our words to land upon the listener's ears in a meaningful way that will inspire faith, encourage hope, and cultivate love in action. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here with us. Please subscribe and share, and I pray that through our words, you may grow closer to God. Let us pray. Holy God of days and nights of left and right, of sinner and of saint, and everything in between and beyond. We place at your feet, if just for this moment, whatever it is that we carry, so that being freed from burden, we may receive the freedom of your word. And grant that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and minds be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One commentator notes that it's rare to hear a preacher tackle an epistle of Paul. Well, we're going to try. The difficulty is um, in wrapping our heads around all that is happening within and behind the words. And so, a little background. In this letter, in Paul's letter to the Thessalonian church, Paul writes to the church to confirm or to reconfirm their faithfulness. And so he encourages them to continue to live in the way that is pleasing to God and reminds them of what they share as brothers and sisters of the gospel of God. Thessalonica was a prominent commercial city that was religiously and culturally diverse. And customary to the times, the people there had many deities, many gods. And so when Paul, Silas, and Timothy preached there, some received it, others did not. Still, others just assumed they were bringing yet another god to worship. And as it happens, the message of Christ crucified that they preached upset some folks and upset some folks enough to start a mob to hunt them down and chase them out of town. And as Acts 17 details, the mob went to Jason's house and there only found Jason and some others who they then threw into jail and forced to post bond. So Paul and Silas and Timothy, they escaped. And Paul wrote this letter not too far after that while he was in Corinth. And the chapter that we're dealing with today, chapter 2, opens with Paul explaining how pure his missionary intentions were and how pure the message they preached was. So I invite you to pay attention for today to the characteristics Paul uses to describe his relationship with the Thessalonians. And I want us to consider who in our life, who in your life, who in the life of this church, of the church, shares such descriptions. This will be a sermon of wonderings. 
So listen as Paul continues in his letter and listen for what Paul calls the gospel of God. As you know, and as God is our witness, we never came with words of flattery or with a pretext for greed, nor did we seek praise from mortals, whether from you or from others, though we might have demanded, made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. You remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. As you know, we dealt with each of one of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading you to lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into God's own kingdom and glory. We also constantly give thanks to God for this, that when you received the word of God that you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as what it really is. God's word, which is also at work in you believers. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Maya Angelou is, is quoted or at least attributed in Google by saying, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But they will never forget how you made them feel. And by this logic, what matters most in our daily living is how you make people feel, how you make someone feel. Did you make them feel listened to or ignored, included or left out, amused or exhausted, belittled or built up? I believe this logic to be true. However, what you say and what you do impact how you make people feel. There are people in our lives that make us feel, as some would say, some type of way. And it is not that good type. Yet there are others in our lives, past or present, that have made us feel seen, feel heard, appreciated, loved, or any of the other good and positive words we can put there. Those who have set before us through words and actions an example of what life is really all about, a life worthy of God. And there are people in our lives, past or present, that have been open and vulnerable with us, which then creates a space that allows us to be open and vulnerable with them. And in that courageous space, there is connection. Connection that goes beyond the superficial, that takes us to a place of belonging. And Paul speaks of this same connection when he writes to the church in Thessalonica. And he uses two familial analogies, a mother and a father. Paul says, we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. 
A nursing mother doesn't use her power, use her resources or her authority for greed, to demand obedience, or to seek praise, as Paul defends in his letter. A nursing mother uses her power, her resources, and her authority only to care for and nurture her child. A nursing mother gives of herself, gives fully and completely of herself for the well-being of her child. And Paul continues, so deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. We are determined to share our own selves. What Paul is saying is that he feels so so much affection and desire for those in Thessalonica. He longs for them. He yearns to be with them again. And that in their deep connection, he wants to give his very own soul to them. Because he loves them so much. I wonder who comes to mind when you think of the mother's gentleness. I know there are people in my life, as I'm sure in yours, that were gentle, that made me feel cared for, nurtured, and protected. And it doesn't have to be a mother, your mother. It doesn't even have to be a woman. I wonder who in your life or who in the life of this church has been like a nursing mother, gentle in heart, someone who expressed love so deeply, who shared the gospel of God in determination, and not just a gospel, just a take it and go kind of gospel, but a gospel that caused us to linger, linger long enough with each other, that then they selfishly shared their souls. Paul then says, as you know, we dealt with each one of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging with you and pleading that you lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into God's own kingdom and glory. I wonder who has urged you in your life of faith, who has come alongside you on your journey to watch out for you and be with you. I wonder who has encouraged you, who spoke words of life to your spirit to boost your morale when things got hard. I wonder who has pleaded with you, who shared life experience and offered advice, who testified that they have seen it both ways. Perhaps they said something like, look, child, I have been down that road. And it's not pretty. But look, son. Look, daughter. I have walked the road less traveled, the road marked by God's grace and by God's mercy. And I am telling you, it is a glorious road to behold. We need a mother's gentleness and protection and a father's support and strength. We need them both, and we can be both in return. 
But too often we miss the gift of love and kindness right in front of us, shown through an encouraging word or a helpful hand at work. Too often we miss the gift of the the other person who is with us, perhaps standing in front of us to lead, perhaps standing behind us to follow, or maybe they are standing right beside us simply as a friend. And sometimes we miss the opportunity to be that encouragement or help for another person. Paul praises the Thessalonian church for receiving the gospel they proclaimed. Not only did they take it to then share it, but they they took it in. They took it into themselves. It became part of their being and they took it in not as a human word, but as what it really is, God's word, God's living and actionable word, which is also at work in and through you. I wonder if there's anything that holds you back, holds us back from fully sharing our souls with our siblings and our family. And I wonder what it means for us today to receive the gospel of God and take it in, take it into ourselves, making it part of who we are to then live a life worthy of God or to take it in so that then we can live a life worthy of God. Shortly, we will offer a prayer as we remember, honor, and give thanks to God for the saints of Second Presbyterian Church and for the saints of our own lives that have died this past year. Elizabeth and I will offer a prayer and read those names aloud. The bells will ring, and then we will hear hallelujah. During that prayer, I invite you to take it in. Take in the silence. Take in the sounds, take in the emotions, take in the memories that come and go, take in the words and actions, and take in the soul-sharing love of each name offered. And as we offer our own names, take in the moment as a gift of God, because each saint as they are named today is just that, a gift of God who we deeply long for and yearn to be with again and with whom we have shared our souls. Who are the saints of second and the saints of your life? Well, according to Paul, saints are those who, having received the gospel, gently nurtured and cared for others through selfless, sacrificial love. Those who urged us and encouraged us to work tirelessly for the good of others, who testify to the goodness of God by sharing their souls in the way they spoke, through the work they did, and by the way they made us feel. And for that, we can give thanks. Amen. Second Presbyterian, finding direction by following Jesus.